0: Good morning, One Hope. It's January 31st, and our passage today is Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 to 23. John 10.10, 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus offers this fullness to us, and in him, this fullness is found. Our Christian life is supposed to be, therefore, a life of fullness found in Christ. But there are times when we lose our fullness. And the church at Colossae is a church that had lost this fullness in Christ. And when we lose our fullness, there's usually a sign, a symptom that appears And that symptom is that we start turning to other things other than, things other than Jesus, and try to find that fullness in those other things. And that's what had happened at the church at Colossae. They thought that Jesus wasn't enough, so they started doing Jesus plus something Christian life. And we see what those things are. I will summarize four of them here today. The first thing that they turned to was Jesus plus special or advanced knowledge. Verse 4, Apostle Paul says, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition. We're talking about the Roman world that was heavily influenced by Hellenism. The Greek culture and the Greeks were really all about philosophy. And I guess this influence had infiltrated the church. And these Christians at Colossae started thinking, hey, Jesus alone isn't enough. We have to have more knowledge, this special knowledge, something deeper. How does this apply to us in our world and our faith? I think one trap or one symptom that we could fall into is to fall into intellectualism. Not that intellect isn't important. Intellect is important. But intellectualism, where our faith becomes all about intellectualism, that's when we fall into the Colossians' Uh, problem because intellect alone is not enough. We're dealing with this truth that is beyond our human intellect. One pastor in his book on Colossians actually quotes uh, Pascal who said, the supreme function of reason is to show, me- show men that some things are beyond reason. Function of reason is to show that some things are beyond reason. And the gospel of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ falls into that category. So Paul says in verse 9 and 10, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. It's found in Jesus. If we fall into this special knowledge kind of faith, that it, our faith becomes about just learning things and intellectually accumulating the knowledge in the Bible, the problem that it results in is that it creates optical illusion. What is that optical illusion? Well, I know this, therefore I must be what I know. But what we know is not merely know, is never what we are and who we are. The measure of our faith is not knowledge. It's important, but it is not knowledge. The measure of our faith, the true measure, is an event that takes place in us. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is not knowledge. It was an event that took place in history. An event where Jesus went to the cross, died on the cross, resurrected from the dead, and became a resurrected Lord and Savior, and the gospel is an event, not knowledge. But because of our Western and modern worldview, which we've been influenced by, we think that knowledge is our faith. Event is. What we know has to translate or turn into an event that takes place in us. And until then, that's not, we don't have true fullness and faith. We need to also watch out for that because we're also Protestants who uh, put our ultimate authority in the Bible, and the Bible, and, and because of that, Bible knowledge becomes very important. But we need to remember, and we need to be careful because knowledge is not life. Mere knowledge is not life. When that knowledge becomes life, an event in me, that's when it becomes true fullness that we experience second trap where they fell into or the symptom they experienced was they turned to jesus plus the law faith verse 16 therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival a new moon celebration or a sabbath day they fell into keeping rules as the primary way in which they sought to experience this fullness but what is the result when we do that well when we become all about in our day rule christian we set up this rule that's not uh, part of the core of our faith but merely a tradition or my own preference whatever that is we set that up as the rule we must all keep and then What happens is we start losing that sense of joy, sense of freedom, and we become a community that just keeps demanding and put demands on each other. And community that without life, community without fullness, community without freedom. That's what the Colossian church fell into. I don't know if you have set up a rule and you make that. As the primary into which you seek to find that fullness in your Christian life, I pray that if it's not part of the core of your faith, then I encourage you to actually turn away from that and turn to Jesus because in Jesus, true fullness is found. The third symptom that they trapped, that they fell into, verse 18. It's the worship of angels. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. They must have felt that Jesus was far away and maybe couldn't feel them or experience him, but they started turning into a mediator they felt was closer to them, easier to reach, and they, that was the angel's. But what it ended up happening was they started worshiping these beings. And as a result, they became an idolater. There's only Jesus. All the other beings are only meant to be a bridge that leads us to Jesus. Whatever it is, whoever it is. But once that thing or that being becomes the final destination, then you have fallen into the colossian heresy we need to pull away from that and we need to actually go to jesus i think this happens a lot uh, for those of us uh, modern day christians that we've got these beings that we have built up in our lives especially you know that that leader far away and your favorite um um uh big name preacher that you 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 adore Adore them, respect them, love them, that's all good. But then it's like becoming that person becomes your ultimate authority. And and pretty soon you realize that that person or that being becomes more impressive than Jesus. Or you may not think that, but you're actually listening to that person more than you actually listen to Jesus. That's the third Colossian heresy that they fell into. Finally, the fourth trap they fell into was asceticism. That's beating your body into submission. So verse 21, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teachings. So they thought you got to beat your body into submission and you got to do this and not do this and that's how they try to find fullness but what's the result verse 23 tells us that they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgences what that means basically is it doesn't work asceticism doesn't work because our desires are too strong our sinful desires are too strong Just because we think we can beat our body into submission in one area doesn't mean that we can actually do that in other area. Often the success is found in asceticism because that's the one that you happen to be able to do, but there are those things that still left in our lives that we know we cannot overcome on our own strength because our sinful desires are just too big and too strong. So to make that a way and entrance Requirement into fullness, what will end up happening is we'll just keep failing again and again and again. So, in summing up, number one sign bringing these together that we're falling into the Colossian problem, which is Jesus plus something else, I say is this in my own experience and observation as a pastor. Number one sign is that when the gospel of Jesus Christ becomes dry, or it becomes something that we feel like, oh, I know that. And the pastor's just preaching, preaching the, uh, what I already know. Or this sense of the gospel presentation feels like, well, it's so basic. I know that already. I think that's the sign that we fall into the Colossian problem. You see, I preach the gospel every year, and what's amazing for me is that there's no end to the depth and the beauty and the glory of this gospel. Now, sometimes some gospel sharer or the gospel preacher brings it in a way that it does feel like you know it's dry and there's nothing really, no life in it, or at least feels like oh, he's just saying the things I know again and again. So I realize that, that there is that aspect as well, but if done well and if truly brought in way in which it's supposed to, the gospel should have no end because every time we hear it, there's something new, something beautiful, something I didn't see before and there's no end to it when it comes to the gospel because it's so deep. The truth is so profound. So, friends, it's not about Knowledge that we have about Christ, but it's about relationship with Him. And that's something I've been emphasizing throughout all January this year. It's not about doing things for Christ, but it's about being a lover of Christ. This morning, after my sermon at KC morning service, I encouraged our KC member to go into a time of prayer and go into that place to touch. Jesus, Like that woman who had the issue of hemorrhage, but as soon as she touched Jesus, the blood stopped flowing. That's what it's about. It's not about knowing or learning knowledge about Jesus, but it's about touching him and an event taking place in us. So beyond this podcast, I encourage you to go into that place throughout this week Whenever you can find it, go in and touch him and let there be an event that takes place. In Jesus' name, amen.